Hey cuties, welcome to another episode of Mimi Said What? I'm Mimi Robinson, and this is my show where I have unfiltered girlfriend chatter with a dose of TV and entertainment and a side of pop culture. I'm a dope-ass black woman who happens to be a wife, a mom, and still have a life of my own. Mimi, update. Your girl has been doing a whole lot of shit. (laughs) Like, that is the short of it. The long is, let's say. So... I went to Baltimore to pick up my kid to take him to Bowie, Maryland to get a haircut to drive him back to Baltimore to school. That was a wild ass adventure. Literally, I got up and left home so I would arrive in time for him to get out of class. So it takes me about an hour to get to his school. Then it takes us about 40 minutes to get to the barbershop. We did grab something to eat between that. Go to the barber shop. Took a chance on a new barber because his regular barber couldn't fit him in, which was good. It worked out. Um, I knew the owner, so that kind of helped. And then uh, drove him back to school. I was like a road runner for the day. Now, if you know me, you know that I fucking hate driving. But um, one, anything for my son. And two, of my two children, Nasir is the one who does not ask for a lot. Nor he's going to ask for everything in great detail. And Nasir is going to be like, oh, well, I didn't want to ask because he might feel like it's expensive or he doesn't want to inconvenience you or spend your money. Nori is like, I'll spend all your money. And she doesn't care. <laughs> Plus, y'all know I'm down for any opportunity that I get to see him home. So, um... Yeah, that was that was really nice. Um, So then we had a busy weekend to follow my road trip adventure adventures. And um, it was homecoming for Morgan, which is why I even went and got Nasir to get him a haircut so he could be fresh. Um, I dropped Nori off to my in-laws. My husband went to Morgan's homecoming with his friends. Jersey was at doggy daycare and I had a day of events, which I was super excited about and I enjoyed it. Now I was tired after, but it was good. So uh, one of my cousins came to town and so we had uh, a family hangout. So in my family, we always opt for eats and drinks. Like I don't care what the occasion is. We eat and we drink and whether we pick somebody's house to do this at or we go out to eat. So This time we went out to eat. So it was me, my mom, my sister, three of my cousins. And we went to a place called Blackwall Barn and Lodge. It's in Gambrels, Maryland. For those of y'all that are familiar with the area. The food was delicious. The drinks were even better. And the company was delightful. So we always... uh, I don't know. Whenever I get with my family, be it my side of the family or my in-laws, we always have a spectacular fucking time. We are a good group of people who like... A good time. We always with the shits. Um, and so that time is no different. Now, I'm just now getting into the phase of like really getting out since the pandemic. I feel like everybody else has been getting out for probably about a year now, but I'm just now to the point where I'm like really getting out. And it feels good. I'm not gonna lie. So after that, um, I hugs and kisses to my family, and then Ayana. So she had a kickoff party for season three of Sister Conversations. 
Y'all already know, I guest appear on that podcast once a month. So um, the convenient part was that we, where we ate in where Ayana's event, it w- event was, it wasn't terribly far from one, one another. And it put me just a little bit closer to home. So I had zero expectations for this event because Ayana didn't tell us shit, <laughs> including the fact that we was going to be outside. She didn't tell us shit. Um, but I did rock my denim Jordan ones I told y'all about last week. Anyway, we had a good ass time in the outdoors. Now it was brisk. It was a little warmer, obviously early in the day when the sun was out, it got a little brisk, but they had everything covered. They had fire pits and everything. The backyard was beautiful and it was even better than what I could have expected. The sisterhood was a good time. Now, this was with old faces and new faces, um, but the energy was consistently amazing. The conversations were spectacular. Um, They were a little bit vulnerable, so we were mixing. Okay, so Ayana welcomed everyone officially to the event. We played some little games, and her girlfriend, who was the host, is my kind of, I like a mouthy, spicy, slightly uncouth, even though not really kind of person. And she was all of those things. I believe her name is Stephanie, if I remember correctly. My fucking kind of people. She had me laughing so hard. (laughs) She is perfect for hosting. Now she also does some theater, some acting and stuff. So she is living in her purpose because she is meant for that. So she was our host. Now the age probably ranged from, I'd say... 30s. I don't know if we had anyone there in their 20s, but I'm going to say 30s up to the women with season a little bit to about 70s. So we ran the gamut in age, but the mixture of four generations or so of women, like we, if you had walked into the space, you would have thought we all knew each other, even though a lot of us were just meeting for the first time. Like it was pure black girl magic and it was dope um to see old faces and then to connect with some new ones so now our our sisterhood got a little bit bigger so after all of that the next day i slept in and uh babe nori and i went to a birthday party for one of our friends and then um jersey i had to pick jersey up so (laughs) so you know how well when I had children, when I had children, when my children were little, I'd say like, if, you know, babe and I dropped them off and we went somewhere, I'm like, oh, I got to get back or we got to get back by a certain time to pick up the kids. Now I'm like, I got to be back because I got to pick up my dog. <laughs> and that was the case. So we hung out, hung out, but we had to leave to have enough time to pick Jersey up. Doggy daycare is like regular daycare, except for they open on the win- um on the weekends. So they open at eight and you got to pick your dog up by six. It's spectacular. Let me tell you. So a good weekend was had. Now, during that time, I also finished uh, Miss Pat's book that I was reading titled Rabbit. Um, And I'm almost finished listening to Tangeray's Audible. And Tangeray is from the Humans of New York. I got a whole ass podcast on her. I want to say it might be my most popular podcast episode. Uh, Her real name is Stephanie. And she was the Humans of New York most popular feature some years ago. Well, I bought the book and then I purchased the Audible. So I have been listening to it and she is such an amazing storyteller. Let me tell you, 
the stuff she says again remember when i was like i like women who appear to be slightly uncooped like this is tangeray as she's telling these stories that she so vividly recalls um there's one part in the story where she's talking about she was hanging out with drag queens or whatever and she met this guy and because of the way she was dressed up he thought she was a drag queen and her response to him is nah this is real fish <laughs> excuse me what <laughs> y'all when i say i say i bust out laughing i'm always laughing out loud at her stories also i love people who have lived and just listening to the stories like she has lived a few lifetimes and the stories are good like life is for the living right but there are people who just play it safe all the time or you know they have a pretty basic routine life and maybe that works for them and that's cool but I like to hear from the people who have amazing stories my goal in life is to have stories that I never want to be told and stories that will make you double over in laughter and maybe boohoo till you can't cry anymore. Like to me, that's the sign of a life well lived. And Tangeray is giving it all to us in this book. All right, last, but certainly not least, our sneaker of the week was my Nike Air Jordan 1 Taxi. It's a black, white, and yellow colorway. This is one of my favorite color combinations. I have about four pair Jordan ones that remix these colors in different ways. Don't judge me. Um, and I will link the unboxing video to that shoe so you can see just how hard my addiction is, but they so damn fly. Okay, cuties, let's get into some pop culture. So, mm, it's some new shit coming out and I cannot wait. So. Hair Tales is a new docu-series and I'm beyond excited about. So it's a dynamic celebration of black women's identity, our beauty, our culture, humanity, all that stuff, but all uniquely expressed through the stories about our hair. So the docu-series um, features six diverse women. They all bomb as hell. So Issa Rae, you know, she's an actor. Issa Rae does a whole lot of things. Um, she's an actor, she's a showrunner, a director, all those things. And then um, Representative Ayanna Presley. I don't know if you remember, some years ago, she came out rocking her bald head um, due to alopecia. And then Chica, who is a rapper, I had to look up. I'm not familiar with her, but she has locks. And then Marseille Martin, who you know from Blackish, Chloe Bailey, who you know from singing with uh, Chloe and Hallie. Um, also an actress, and then Oprah, of course. It's on the own network, so you know Oprah was going to be in the mix. Um, so they're sharing their hair tales, and obviously they're all different. Um, and I don't, it's brilliant voices. There are people from all walks of life that are also a part of this conversation. So culture leaders, hairdressers, just bomb ass women as a whole. Um, and they're just talking about their style, their purpose, the resilience, all the bullshit you go through with people just accepting the very strands of hair that grow out of your goddamn head. Um, but it's executive produced by Tracy Ellis Ross, Oprah, and Michaela Angela Davis. Um, it took me a second to recognize her face. I recall her name, but um, she's been around for a long time. Definitely firmly a part of the culture. Um, it's a six-part docu-series, and each episode is one hour long. Now, the first two episodes are going to come out on Hulu and OWN, 
And then two episodes will release weekly on Hulu and one episode weekly on OWN. I don't know why you wouldn't just keep the same schedule, but whatever. Um, It sounds like if you want to see them all faster, you need to tune into Hulu. But do what you want. It's your business. So it uh, Hair Tales premieres on Hulu and OWN at 9 p.m. on October 22nd. I will absolutely be watching and we will absolutely talk about it. All right, next up, Family Reunion. So part five drops this month and it is the final season. They are wrapping this thing up and nobody is more devastated than Nori, my 10-year-old daughter. (laughs) I don't know if she was the intended audience for this show, but she has watched every single episode of all the seasons, probably about a few times. Um, This is her show. It's a clean show. It stars Loretta Devine and... um, Tia, Maury, Hardrick, well, they're getting a divorce, so I don't, I think she went back to her other name, whatever, it stars Tia, um, and um, I can't remember the other kids' names, but it's a family-friendly show, and one of Nori's top five shows, probably top three for sure. Um, You can stream Family Reunion on October 27th on Netflix. All right. Lastly, for pop culture, Sister Act 3 is a thing that we probably going to get. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, Sister Act 1 was just okay. Now, I've watched the whole one. But once Sister Act 2 came out, 2 was my favorite. And so I hardly ever watched 1. But they're talking about 3. So, um, apparently, they are waiting on the script. And uh, Whoopi Goldberg hopes that it's good so they can get to filming. So she shared this tea while she was on uh, Charlemagne, see the gods, uh, Charlemagne from the Breakfast Club on his show. So his name is Leonard McKelvey, 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 I think it's his last name. So he's got a show. I forget what network is on. I tried watching it in the past and it just didn't hold on to me. But I saw a clip and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. I think if done right, it could be good. Um, Sister Act 2 was spectacular, but the bar was set so high with that one that you can't slump on a third one. Now, Whoopi says she's open to have essentially everybody and their mama on the show. So just like they had, you know, Tanya Blount back in the day and Lauren Hill, of course, and all the others, like, it sounds like she's trying to keep the same energy while moving the story forward, which I think is dope. But if they get it wrong, oh. The internet will have their heads. All right, so that's it for pop culture. Okay, so let's get into what Mimi is watching. Mimi was into some shit. Let me just tell you. Sis was busy. I'm sis. I was busy. All right, so let's start with Station 19. There is not a whole lot to report, but they're back. They're up to the same fuckery as last season. Still problematic, still chaotic. Um, I don't know. It's not bad, but it's nothing that's like, damn, that was a really good episode. So season 16, episode one of Station 19, it returned with this wild ass tornado situation. So I'm still watching, but yeah, nothing to note. I miss Dean. Anyway, I also watch Girlfriendship. I feel like that's a mouthful. So this is a chick flick starring the other twin, (laughs) Tamara Mori Housley. Um, It also stars Crystal Joy Brown and Lindy Greenwood. I don't know who the other two young ladies are, but um, 
the premise is uh, about after a booking mix-up, Samara's birthday getaway turns into a week-long journey where three friends rediscover passion, purpose, and romance. Um, this is a Hallmark movie. It, although it was produced by Keisha Knight Pulliam, which I mentioned, I think, on a last episode because I watched her uncensored. Um, it also stars Keisha's husband, Brad James, who I saw him last year in some other movies, um, some Christmas movies and stuff. I think I saw him in Christmas movies before they were married. I did not know that was her boo. But it was a cute story. It's not a must-see, but if you love a good corny, cute girlfriend movie, then this is definitely your jam. All right, then I watch Intergalactic, which was on Netflix. Um, this is from The Mind of Kid Cudi, um, and it was produced by Kenya Barris, who also did Blackish, Grownish, and about five million other things. Um, it's a animated love story. Um, that movie was fly as hell. It was the flyest animated movie I've ever seen. Um, so one of the things Kid Cudi said about the project was that, um, he was so focused on how they looked and they were fly. So like, um, Kid Cudi stars in the movie and then their voices from some others, um, but he was so intentional about the way the animated version looked that without knowing this was his project, if you watched it, you could pick out, you know, certain people in the movie. So the description is ambitious artist Jabari, who was played by Kid Cudi, attempts to balance success and love after he moves into his dream Manhattan apartment and falls for his next door neighbor. Um, I wasn't checking for this movie at all. I honestly didn't know anything about it, but Babe watched it and then told me to watch. Now, why he didn't just ask me to watch it with him is beyond me. But I watched it. Um, the storyline was good. It was um, different. Visually, it was just different from anything else that I had seen before. So I did like the fresh take on um, this animated story, but it was really good. Um, I'd say check it out. Definitely worth a watch. And it's a good storyline. All right. Next up, The Shop. So I told y'all a while ago, The Shop is on YouTube now. It's no longer on the cable. So episode seven of uh, season five came out. And this one is titled as a hoop lover's dream. And I'm not a hoop lover. <laughs> I'm not a hoop hater either, though. But I always love the conversation that takes place on The Shop. It's a diverse group of guests that come through all the time and the conversation runs the gamut from serious things to bullshit. Like it's always just good, entertaining conversation. Um, so on this particular episode, a three-time WNBA MVP Lisa Leslie was on, um, four-time NBA champion Draymond Green was on there. Um, LeBron was on. LeBron is not on every episode. He's on most, but not all of them. And then... The NBA sneaker king and NBA champion PJ Tucker was also on. And um, this time the episode was filmed in front of a live audience at the LeBron James Innovation Center, which is on the campus of Nike's World Headquarters in Beaverton, Oregon. Now, during the episode, Lisa Leslie gave him props for this new building and how dope it was that he had it. So I had to go digging because I had no idea what she was talking about. So um, this new building, like I said above, it is um, 
named after LeBron, the LeBron James Innovation Center, and it is on the campus of Nike. So he has his own building on the Nike campus, which is pretty freaking dope. That's a big goddamn deal. So it is 700,000 square feet. It is. Uh, it has an 84,000 square foot sports research lab. They have 906 rooftop solar panels. So at least they are conscious of protecting the environment. Um, and they have the world's largest motion capture system. I didn't know what the fuck that was. Now, in essence, it has 400 motion cameras that can... Uh, capture the athletes so say they're trying to do some sort of like I don't know analytical analysis about an athlete good or bad or just to see where they are so all of these can't uh all of these cameras would capture their movement their motion so from their form to their speed I'm assuming their heart rate all of this shit that sounds necessary and helpful for those in a sporting world um it also includes a full-size LeBron themed basketball court uh, soccer field, turf pitch, don't know what the fuck that is, 200 meter track, a 500 foot incline training ramp, and some other stuff. Um, I love that LeBron is always giving back. Like he is always trying to, one, build his legacy and make his footprint even larger. Um, he don't have to do shit like this. Like he is solidly comfortable where he is in life, but he still, you know, is working to help improve the community, which I always think is dope. Um, So the facility opened up on September 7th. And some years ago, LeBron signed a lifetime contract with Nike. And so I guess he told them this is what he wanted to do. And that shit happened. And I don't, I know they have lots of buildings on the campus and I know they're named after various people for various reasons. I don't know how many they have and I don't know how many of them are black, but either way, I think this is dope as hell. So if you have never watched an episode of The Shop, check it out. Some of your favorites have probably been on from, so it's not just athletes. Sometimes it's um, actors, it's uh, musicians, it's all kind of people. And they're not just all black. You get a, a variety of people. Um, Drew Barrymore was on a more recent episode. Uh, but the conversation, like I said, is always good. All right. This next thing we're going to talk about is by far the best fucking thing on fall television in a long ass time. So let's talk about reasonable doubt. I know you had to hear about it. The more important question here is, have you watched? Tell me you have, because we we mm, we got to talk about it. There's so much to unpack here. So for those of you under a rock, I'll work on my forgiveness later. But let me just tell you what you're missing out on. So it's a new show. And the description of the show is Jack Stewart is known to be the most brilliant and fearless defense attorney in Los Angeles who bucks the justice system at every chance she gets. She's judged for her questionable ethics and wild interpretations of the law until she's needed. So that's the show description. The the gist of it is Jack's is so fucking badass in every single way. She's a wild card and you can't predict her moves. But she is fly as fuck. So we get to see her as this badass lawyer. You get to see her with her girl squad and all of the drama and laughs and tears that come with your friend circles. Her family drama, which is (laughs) there is plenty. 
Um, the music is good. The drama is endless. It's suspenseful as fuck. Um, it gives you tiny scandal vibes, but less politics and way spicier. Now, there's a reason for that. So the show was inspired by Sean Holly, And um, I didn't really know who she was until the show Scandal came out. The Olivia Pope character um, kind of paid um, homage to her. She's the fixer. Um, and so Jax's character is built around her likeness. Um, Sean is, I don't know, she's got books and books and books of receipts. But uh, old school, she was a member of O.J. Simpson's legal team way back in the day. Um, so behind the scenes of Reasonable Doubt, Carrie Washington is one of the executive producers and she's also directed some episodes. In particular, I know that she directed um, the first episode. Also, Sean, who I just mentioned, she's one of the executive producers, as well as Larry Wilmore and uh, Ramala Muhammad. So I had to look her up. I heard her name before, but I didn't really know a whole lot about her. So she is the creator and showrunner of Reasonable Doubt and executive producer. But she also worked on Scandal as a researcher and then later as a writer. So she has worked her way up over the years, but she's bad as hell. So now let's talk about the cast. So Emmy Yahtzee Coronaldi is the star. So she plays Jax. And um, she was also in the show Ballers, which I very loosely watched. My husband watched it, but I wasn't really into it. Um, So outside of that, which I looked up, I'm not familiar with her. But this is her motherfucking season, okay? I don't care what her star looked like before. That shit is firmly all the way at the top now. Her phone is going to be ringing off the hook. Her email box is going to be full. And she about to get all of the work. All right, so she's the star of the show. Then there's Michael Ely. He plays Damon Cook. Um, Y'all already know who Michael Ely is. And then there's Sean Patrick Thomas. (laughs) He plays Braden Miller. And he was in Save the Last Dance back in the day. He was in Barbershop. And he's also in the new movie, Till, which is a movie about Emmett Till. Um, And then there's McKinley Freeman, who plays Lewis Stewart. And I didn't know a lot about him. Now, I saw his face, um, what was I watching? I want to say in some Christmas movies and um, also in Our Kind of People. I always say, (laughs) I always get that show name wrong, but um, it doesn't matter. The show was canceled. It was good and I enjoyed it, but he was also in that. Um, So... I don't know what else he has done, but that's where I recognized him. So if you watched Our Kind of People, he was Angela's baby daddy, essentially. (laughs) He was her baby father. He was the one who was in jail and came home. Um, He plays Jax's husband. Um, He was also in... Oh, no, not was. He is. He's in Queen Sugar. So if you watch Queen Sugar right now, he's Nova's love interest. Yeah. I don't know what else he was in other than that. But um, those are really good ones. So you can go with that. Um, So he plays her husband. And then also Pauletta Washington, Denzel Washington's wife, is in it. And she plays somebody's mama. This show is definitely a must watch. Like there's so much to unpack if you watch. So I had um, my best friend T watch and she and I have 
been talking about the episodes like ad nauseum. So right now there are four episodes that are out. They are not, even though it's on Hulu, they don't just give you the whole season, which is good and bad. It makes you wait, builds up the anticipation or whatever. So currently four episodes are available for you to watch. Each one is hour long. And then I assume they just going to roll out weekly. I don't know how many episodes will be in this season because it's a new show. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Um, it's a show for everyone, but it is a black cast with black directors, black producers, black writers. It does star some non-blacks as well, um, but it is such a good, good show. All right, so moving on. Chicago Med is back. I'm watching. Ugh, so I binge watched it over the summer and it was really good. And I'm watching and... I don't hate it. I don't dislike it, but it just hasn't sucked me in. Maybe it was just more fun binge watching all those seasons um, to get ready for now. So nothing life changing, fine episodes, but nothing to write home about. And then last, but certainly not least, Abbott Elementary is back. The new season has returned. Has returned. It's given us laughs, arrows, all the things that we expect. This principal is still... She's still being her, her selfish ass, crazy ass self. Um, this season, though, the janitor, who is Mr. Johnson's, played by William Stanford Davis, he is now upgraded to a main character before he was not. So we get a little more of him and his hilarious wisdom that he so freely drops whenever he feels like it. Um, so I want Abbott Elementary to just continue on for a long time because it's such a good show. They deserved all the accolades they got. And in the new season, they're keeping that same energy, which is perfect. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mimi Said What? Thank you for listening, subscribing, and sharing. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. You are appreciated. You can follow me at Mimi Cute Lips everywhere on social. As you continue the conversation, don't forget to use hashtag Mimi Said What. Until next time, cuties, I'm just saying. Mimi Said What is the perfect outlet for women with busy lives.